like I've described marketing as a bit like an iceberg and yeah. we spend a lot of our time obsessing about like the tip of the iceberg that pops out of the water. But yeah. like, what about the foundation? You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Tuesday, which means this is our hashtag one big idea episode. In these episodes, you'll hear some of the best big ideas from incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. Here we go. Welcome to the Flip My Phone podcast. Uh, this is uh, this is a treat for me because the person we are about to introduce, you know, someone that I admire, I learned a lot, and I had a fortune to really, really fortunate to kind of work with in the last few years. And there are very few people in life that I think that can help you not only from a career perspective, but like just a profoundly personal perspective. So I have a lot of affection I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, for, for Tim. So, so the voice that you're hearing right now is Tim Kopp, who was the ex-CMO at Exact Target. He went to the acquisition of through Salesforce and obviously took Exact Target through IPO, which was, I can imagine, an incredible, incredible uh, awesome. feat to, to yeah. achieve. Uh, he's right now the partner at High Alpha and, and many other High things. Park. High Park. So we invest in High Alpha. Uh, you you invest in High Alpha. We all big happy. Family. Big happy family based out of Indy. So uh, without further ado, Tim, we'd love to for you to share a little bit more about yourself, your life story, your journey. And then I think what we're going to really get into, this is something that very few people talk about is positioning and why positioning and how. And I heard Tim last week when I was in Indy, a framework that he uh, came up with uh, around like, you know, uh, who, what, why. So we're going to dig into that a little bit. But before we get there, Tim, love for you to share a little bit about yourself. Great. Well, thanks for having me. It's fun to be here in the Jonas offices. Yeah, this is live. This is not recording. This is awesome. Yeah, I love it. So look, I've been in marketing for 20 years. I was fortunate. I spent half in B2C, half in B2B, which is kind of unique. That's unique. My first um, 10 years were with Procter & Gamble leading yeah. digital marketing chunks um, in the end with their sort of largest business unit back in the early days, yeah. like the AOL Yahoo days. <laughs> then, You're about to date yourself on that. Yeah, now. exactly. <laughs> yeah. I totally dated myself. And then um, actually here in Atlanta, got the Go. opportunity to do that with Coca-Cola. I was that their um, VP for digital marketing globally, which yeah. basically means spending a lot of time on planes. Yeah. So that's, that's what I got to do. So 10 years of CPG and then switched in the world of Software felt right. this whole kind of SaaS revolution coming, but there really weren't many CMOs at yeah. all in B two B marketing. Yeah, I mean, I think there was like probably fewer than ten. That was like the new thing uh, oh, at that time. Like really, like <laughs> nobody even knew what a CMO was. Wow, it was pretty crazy. So, so typically, then what did marketing roll up into, or um, what was it? Was a demand gen person. Ah, and yeah, they so might rolling up into sales, or usually, yep. Wow, so go into a head of sales, and I was like a director of demand gen. Yeah. And so this whole idea of coming <laughs> in to like do brand marketing or yeah. messaging or even like creating events was pretty yeah. unique. Salesforce wow. I think, got, got on you know, pretty early on to that and started to cause kind of a shift. So that was, I felt this kind of shift coming towards SaaS and software as a service and then marketing's kind of role and importance in that. So yeah. did that initially with a company called Web Trends, early yeah. on kind of web analytics pioneer for yeah. a couple years and then found um, Exact Target and was there for six, seven years through, you know, kind of 20 million run rate to a little over 400. And wow. 
Yeah, got a chance to, to build that out, lead marketing and partnerships in a couple couple other areas. And then post that, uh, post the acquisition, I've been doing um, early stage investing and um, kind of VC work. Yeah, and I, we this is a completely separate topic, like a CMO turned VC. Like, and I think there's a podcast yes. in the making on that yes. one. So we can, uh, we can definitely dig into that at some other point. So I was fascinated by your talk around the idea of positioning because I think it is really, really hard. It's not something that you can just measure right. like most marketers are. At the same time, marketers are asked now, like, hey, you need to come up with our brand positioning statement and then things like right. that. And I, you know, you shared, you know, with Mike, right? You, you, you guys shared a framework that I think is really interesting. So could you just distill that a little bit uh, on the podcast? And even, even further, maybe just go back and like, why is this important? Right, totally. Yeah. So, I mean, the plight of a marketer is you show up and then here's your list of things to do. And it includes everything from redoing the website to building demand <laughs> gen to working with analysts to creating thought leadership yeah. to you know, engaging the partner community to on and on and on. Yeah. But what I often think, like I've described marketing as a bit like an iceberg. And yeah. we spend a lot of our time obsessing about like the tip of the iceberg that pops out of the water. But yeah. like, what about the foundation? Like the real right. meat that sits under that? And it's just every great brand is built off really hardcore, decisive, enduring messaging mm -hmm. and positioning. Like right. great brands exist over a period of time because they're very clear on knowing who they are, what they stand for, what they're about. And, yeah. and it's not a campaign. It's, right. It's more of like at a and, platform level. And I think everybody else, I think maybe that's more of the defining moment because everybody else in the community, in the marketplace knows what they stand for very, very clearly. Like everybody can say what Coke stands for and, and what, you know, exact target, like the orange and the culture and, and all that stuff. So and Salesforce, when you think about the customer success platform. So it's interesting that your positioning is not just internal, but like, how does the world perceive you? Yeah, because it is like, unfortunately, this word like authentic or authenticity yeah. has become too much of a buzzword and Thrown around quite dislike a bit. it too much. But what it really means is just being true to who you are, right. like knowing what you stand for and being true to that. And yeah. So take some of the buzzwords out of that. But if you don't know who you are or what you stand for, then how can you be yep. authentic? Like, how do you achieve that? Yeah. Um, so I think it really, you've got to like really drill in and define that. And the problem is, unless it's clearly defined, people are close. Yeah. But they're like one or two standard deviations off or they yeah. use different words to describe it. Or right. so it's, I think it's the marketer's job to sort of almost, um, play the role of chief strategist, sort of pull mm -hmm. all this together, define the positioning and be sort of that orchestra conductor that gets everybody to play and be on the same page and, and get the most out of all of it. Right. But it's kind of like some not sexy work. Yeah, it's, the it's problem. hard. So like, why does nobody want to do it? Yeah. One, you're not taught. Like yeah. I wasn't taught how to do this stuff. I don't know how to do it. So you just got to jump in and figure it out. Yeah. And then it's not super sexy. You want to just sort of jump straight to the outcomes, yeah. which is where's the lead? Show me a new brand. Let's go right. do an event. Yeah. It's hard to like go do... The plumbing. Yeah, you know? it's very um, hard. So is that why, like, and so let's get jump into the framework because yeah. that's really where it's like, well, how can people can wrap their brain around it right. because it's such a hard problem to solve? Yeah. So I think the way you could solve any hard problem is just break it down into simple pieces. Like right. don't make it any more complex than it yeah. needs to be. So there's probably a bunch of different ways to do this, but through a lot of trial and error, I just found making it really simple and trying to lead the organization through three things, a definition of who you are mm -hmm. and trying to make that six, eight, 10 words, but with three bullet points that would sit under that and concisely describe who you are. The next one being what you do and then describing, you know, again, in one sentence. Yep. And then the most important one is why are you different? 
And that really drills into your key differentiators as a company and what really makes you different. And is that the order, like of the, like who, what, why? Yes. Okay. Yes, because I think if you don't know who you are, it's really to know kind of yeah. hard to know what you stand for. Yeah. And then coming out of that, the why you're different is then kind of the essence of all this. But right. I believe it's the why you're different, the last component. Yeah. If you pull on that thread hard enough, that's what you can build a great brand around. That's yep. what makes you. So is your difference? Is it design? Is it you know, product simplicity? Is it, you know, culture and people? Yeah. What is it? And how can you really own it? And not in a way that's a campaign, but more like at a true essence level that gets into everything. So, and it sounds easy. Yeah. Like, that doesn't sound so hard to do that. But actually, like, <laughs> you know, one of the things we talked about is you, you've got to boil that down to the point you can literally fit it on a business card. Yeah. And it shouldn't be full of a bunch of, like, what I would call buzzword bingo. Like, yeah. Try to, like, anytime <laughs> you see bingo. a lot of buzzwords, just, like, cross those out. Like, I love that extra. buzzword bingo. Yeah. I like that. Do that. Like, if you're in an office with a lot yeah. of buzzwords, just yeah. create a little, you know, like a bingo card. Yeah. And, like, yeah, just cross so it. Anytime you see, like, authenticity, platform, yeah. you know, revolution, any yeah. of these words, you know, like, and then eventually somebody will stand up in the office and chop yeah. bingo. So that's <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. And I think what I'm hearing is really, you know, it's the unique factor. Like yeah. what makes you unique is really yeah. what you want to pull out of all of these conversations right. because they've got to be just you who's unique right. in that. And you have to be able to describe it to somebody like, can you can you describe this to your dad? Yeah. The way he understands. Right. Like in a very simple, like, I don't know what. I don't know what you do, right? <laughs> um, so describing this in a very simple way, yeah. you can communicate. And then we can get into the more complex parts about what do you do for, like, the way you might talk about your differentiator is different for the CMO of a Fortune 500 company yeah. versus a director of demand gen in a medium-sized company. Yeah. So then you can kind of pivot around it, but you right. have to get to the, the core parts first. I love that, man. All right, man. So this is good. So here's what I've heard, and I'm about to just real-time try to summarize yeah. uh, what we learned. Because I know a lot of people listen to all of these podcasts when they're driving and stuff and yeah. not taking notes, right? Yeah, so, right. And I, that's why I take a ton of notes in, in these conversations. So first thing, uh, and you heard it here, is the who, what, why. And the whole point of this framework is to be very, very succinct, very, very clear, maybe six to eight words that stops or like one sentence and almost play the buzzword bingo. I think that's pretty awesome. Like to make sure that you do not have any buzzwords in your who and what and why, because those things are gonna help you define your brand internally and externally. The other part you mentioned, you talked about was, you know, for any complex problem, and this is positioning is probably one of the most complex things because everybody has an opinion, right? Yes. Your CEO has an yes. opinion. So does your board. Everybody thinks they're a marketer. <laughs> yeah, they're a marketer, yeah. right? I think so marketer's job is really hard. So instead of being the person who's actually coming up with everything, as you said, be the orchestrator of yes. the process, like bring people together, put ideas in there, get their ideas so that everybody feels That's they're right. part of the process. You can't like own an idea if somebody deploys it to you, yeah. right? Here's what it's we're so doing, hard. go do it. Like you have to be part of the process to get yeah. buy-in. So I think that was a really, really big, uh, big idea. And then finally, I think this is the fun part, which is like, you know, you should be able to describe what your company does to your dad or your mom. So it's your dad yeah. test or mom test. Yeah. And if you pass that test, you pass the framework. Yeah, awesome. exactly. Tim's easy, right? It sounds easy, but it's always hard to do. Yeah. So, Tim, thank you so much for sharing this framework. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, you bet. Happy to do it. It was fun. Awesome. Flip My Funnel is on a mission to build the largest and most engaged community of B2B professionals in the world. Join the movement at flipmyfunnel.com. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. 
If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. 